Hi, everyone. Hope Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Camille from sunny California. And you're listening to the Coffee Chat with Camille show, which is a podcast series that interviews various guests about real-life topics for people who love to learn. Hi, everybody. How are you? Happy Saturday, January 7th. This is your host, Camille. I have a special guest, Chad Lewin. I hope I'm saying his name correctly. Um, but he's on hold again. We've been having a little bit difficulty with hearing, so hopefully it is uh, cleared up already um, because he has a wonderful message as a singer-songwriter. And uh, let me check it now before I continue because... Uh, He's so sweet. He's been calling back. One moment, okay? Hello? Hello? Hi, Chad. I, I cannot hear you, and I am i don't know why, because um, I can hear everything else. So, hmm, I don't know if it's a bad connection or what the situation is. Um. I don't know. Uh, I'm not really sure what to tell you either because the first time this has ever happened. Um, I think uh, I'm going to try to go in and out of the studio and then see if that'll help, okay? So we're going to give it one more try. Everybody out there, just hold on, okay? We're having a little bit of a technical. Bye for now. All right, let's do this. And then what we're going to do is I'm going to try to refresh everything, see if that helps at all. All right. So we're hoping for the best. In the meanwhile, Chad is has followed the same path that most aspiring talent does. At five years old, he knew he wanted to be a rock star. But the reasons for the music have um, shifted throughout his life. During the second half of 2022, Lewin's mission fully crystallized through the turbulent end of an abusive relationship and a renewed and confident sense about his music, Pop for Good, was born. And the first proper, uh, uh, pop some, okay, where am I? There we go. And a renewed uh, and confident sense about his music, Pop for Good was born, and the first proper brand was developed for his artistry. Chad has fully owned his mission and is releasing the first single from an upcoming EP, Dark Nights, on EP, excuse me, Dark Nights, on February 15, 2023, okay? And then he has left a link for you, our wonderful audience. Hello, Australia. You guys are added on to my listeners, so I'm very happy to have another country and also, I saw Bolivia, South America, Buena Buenos Dias. I'm so happy to have more um, of you listening to um, my show. So, again, let me try to get our guest in here. I'm so excited. Hello, Chad. It's, Hi. Let's, oh, I, see, I hear, hear you finally. Yay. Yes. I'm Is so it, happy. 
It's perfect. Great, I can hear you. Yes, it's such a pleasure to meet you, and thank you so much for calling back in. Um, I want to go ahead and get started with our interview, since we're just, well, just four minutes, that's nothing. Uh, Let's see here. So, Ted, what instrument do you play? Ha! What a funny first one, because I don't play anything. (laughs) My first question. (laughs) Right. And I've had a decade to figure out how to answer this question and lots of experiments and mistakes. And I used to say I play the computer um, because I made a lot of my music in the computer, in the box. Okay. But um, I really, you know, my instrument is my voice. My instrument is, are my lyrics and my voice and my performance. Yes, yes, that's outstanding. And then what was NYC New York City like? Ooh, well, it certainly wasn't what I expected. <laughs> so I moved to New York, to New York City, to Brooklyn, Williamsburg, Brooklyn, in the middle of 2011. And I was expecting early 90s New York City. Now, I wasn't keeping up with anything, so I had no idea. But I, was, I loved the movie, the musical and movie Rent. So yes. I was expecting yes. that, um, and right. it wasn't that. Not that it was bad. Uh, it was just – so I uh, – it was a lot more money than I expected. Than I Well, not that I expected, but I became, like, the starving artist, which I don't have any regrets about, but, man, it was hard. Um, yeah. It was great. I mean, it was – it gave me – I learned a lot that I wouldn't learn anywhere else in the world, which I needed, and I met people, and, and overall – it was a great experience. Very, uh, ang- a lot of anxiety constantly. I'm learning, but um, it made me who I am. Wonderful. And then, what genre are you? Love these questions because they're all questions that I'm like rebelling against. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, it's great. I apologize. Because- no, don't. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm uh-huh. kidding when I say rebelling. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I am rebelling not against you personally, but I'm rebelling against like, I'm. What am I? If I say I'm pop, people think I'm Britney Spears or Backstreet Boys or right. Carly Puth. If I say mm-hmm. I'm hip hop, they think I'm, you know, hip hop like SZA or something like that. If I, if I say I'm rap, I'm this. If I say I'm alternative, they think I'm a rock band. If I say I'm electronic, they think I'm a dance artist, like electronic music. So I. I just call myself now, and this is very, very new. It's pop for good. That's it. I love that. And then uh, what does pop for good mean? Pop for good is several things. I mean, it's a slogan for me, for my, for my brand. It is a mission and a movement to bring awareness to the fact that there's not enough encouragement and enlightenment and positive meanings in mass mainstream media these days. And it is a catch all for any of the music that is that, which is most of my music is that. And there's lots of artists and songs specifically, specifically like a song can be pop for good. I try not to put artists in or out of that category because it's based on the song. But that that's what it is. It's a mission, a movement, and a genre. Mission, movement, genre. Okay. And then what makes you different? Oh, all the questions you just asked me. <laughs> <laughs> um, what makes me different is that I have been doing this for 
coming up on 15 years as an actual like um, pursuit. What makes me different is that I haven't come close to like sacrificing or what they say is selling out once. Never even for opportunity to sell out. But I haven't wavered on anything. I think that's what makes me different. That I haven't wavered on what I want to do versus like, but people. There's like many paths up in the industry, and I haven't taken any of those because I wouldn't have felt proper doing that. Owning the 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 underlying spirituality makes me different. Trying to put that into infuse that into mainstream targeted music makes me different. I've the, mm-hmm. you've got to you've got to infiltrate the system because it's not, they're not going to let me in or anybody in that is like, Oh, peace and love and, and hippie (laughs) stuff and new age and crystals. And I believe in all that, but it's like, that's not going to get bought, which is, which is just a hard truth. So figuring out how to get that message across in a consumable way for the mass media to trick them (laughs) kind of into listening to this positive stuff is what makes me different. Okay. That's outstanding. And then what causes do you support? Oh, wow. Good question. I'm going to pull up my website because I have them listed. I don't want to miss one. Okay. So I think my causes that I like focus on shift throughout my life based on what I'm going through, but they are always something that I'm for. So, I mean, obviously the environment is a huge one. Climate change and sustainability, huge one. Um, fair housing, that's been a major mm-hmm. problem. I mean, the, the the song that I released most recently called 35 is, on the surface, it's about me wanting to buy a house by 35, which is like um, a millennial anthem complaining about how, you know, the, the, the socioeconomics have kind of screwed us. Yes. But it's, tr- it's true. But underlying, it is like a commentary on socioeconomics, on just how – it's not just me wanting to buy a house. It's like how screwed up everything is underneath. Yeah. And I'll just run through a few more, like prison and justice system reform, oh, okay. m- major important, uh, narcissism and cult abuse recovery, mental health, obviously, which is all ties into, and healing yeah. the mainstream. Healing the mainstream media is the overarching one. Yes. Okay. That's a, those are outstanding causes. And, um Thank you so much for sharing. Those are all the questions that I have for you today. But I did want um, to give you the opportunity to tell the audience your background um, and 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 uh, somewhat like your bio, if you could please. And yeah. uh, uh, also, excuse me, Chad. Um, it's not. We have uh, like twenty minutes left uh, to interview. If you, so you don't have to rush or anything. Um, just so you know. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'll go through a summary of my – I actually wrote up like an autobiography. I'll just okay. go through and summarize the sections. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you. So I grew up outside of Philadelphia in a town called Montgomeryville, which I'm basically back in now, full circle. Um, okay. my, my mom was a big classic rock and pop music fan. She had a huge vinyl collection. That's where I got my, my foundation. Uh, in sixth grade, I tried to start a band with my best friend, and we performed at my elementary school, and it was great, but that didn't last very long because it was a you know early friendship and things happened and jealousy and whatever. Yeah. Um, then I moved to Pittsburgh in 2008, and but now between 
between, I guess, middle school and college, I gave up on music. I gave up on the dream. I was like, you know, I let the system swallow me. I was like, I'll just go do advertising. I'll do web design, whatever, you know, I'm good at. And I'll just give up. But it didn't last very long in the grand scheme of things because in 2009, my then boyfriend really encouraged me and said, go ahead, you can do it. Like, do it. So I started. I started pursuing it for real in in, uh, the middle of 2009. And then I ended up meeting um, a guitarist, the guitarist from the Spin Doctors, Anthony Kreisen. He has a studio in Raritan, New Jersey. And I created my first full-length album at his studio, um, which is called Sonic Boom. Had a song called Life is a Ride, which was a, is a super poppy, but still my style anthem, just about how life is, you know, the ups and downs of life. It was the first song that I wrote with, uh, it's the first song I wrote suspending the message of the deeper message. I used to say that I was watering myself down and that might be the case, but that might not be a bad thing because it's not a bad thing. I've learned. I kind of saw it as like a selling out thing, but that's one of my most popular songs and there's nothing wrong with that. If that gets a positive vibe going, great. Then I moved to Brooklyn, like I said, in 2011 and that was for 2011 to mm, end of 2019. Just before COVID, I got out. How funny is that? I uh, I didn't know obviously COVID yeah. was coming, but uh, right, right. I, I was blessed that yeah. I the timing, divine timing. I fully believe in divine timing. Through my time in New York, I you know I met my people for the first time. I was surrounded by artists, surrounded by creative people, surrounded by successful people, people that knew there was something bigger in the world. I will say that New York has is overrun with ego. I learned and I was I was heavily driven by ego most of my life. Um mostly out of a lack of self-worth, not like I'm better than people, but like I just, because I feel like I'm behind and not worth anything, which is a whole other conversation. But the people that I the the exposure that I got in New York was amazing. I was exposed to the down and dirty underground. And I was exposed to the top of the top major labels. Like I was, I wasn't in, I wasn't being scouted or anything by them, but I was around it. And I learned, I learned everything I needed to learn from that experience. So I'm creating my own style and, you know, keeping an eye on the industry at the same time. That was in a, in a nutshell, that's New York. Towards the end of New York, I did a song called Boomerang, which was produced by Mike Rogers, who produced the vocals on Grooves in the Heart, that international hit from the 90s. Who did that song? Um, I can't think of it right now. Wait, how, does it, how does it go? Grooves, Grooves no, in the Heart. Yeah, that song. Ah, okay, got it. That, that, yeah. <laughs> cool. That's a great song. Yeah. So that, then I was like, oh, wow, cool. I've, I'm like moving up. I got this superstar <laughs> producer. I know I'm on my way. Right. Little yeah. did I know that, that the creating the product is like one tenth of the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, and, right. and that one tenth is like thousands of dollars. And the whole thing is like mo- many, many tens and tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's what they spend on these artists. So yeah. 
it was a great experience. And I mean, I'm come, I'm kind of back there now, but it took me mm-hmm. four, four, five, four and a half years to accept and understand that if I'm going to compete, I need to, I need money. And I've been supporting myself my whole life, but only barely. Mm-hmm. And now this past year I've, I've, it was my best financial year and I'm not making money from music yet. So I told yeah. the universe, I'm like, I need this money to actually do the thing, the mission. It's not about me anymore. That was a big shift that happened um, in the last four, four years that I always had the message, right? In my music, the positive message to help humanity. But it was always about me and my career and me getting success and me, 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 because I didn't, I'm learning through therapy that I was empty and didn't have that sense of self-worth and self-value. So in the past couple, several years, I turned it, my, my focus back to the fans and the listeners, and it's about them. It is about them and not, not me. And that has helped propel me in, in like the law of attraction stuff and like what I'm giving out, getting back put me in a position that that mindset shift has now put me in a much better position to do, try this again. And it's, if I feel it's, it's going to happen, like my next, this coming year is going to be my, my best year again. So that's kind of get leading us up to now. Um, I am releasing the song dark nights on February 15th or somewhere around that, that song I wrote in 2013 about a friend who actually was named Chad as well. <laughs> my first gay friend in New York City, he showed me around and like really took me under his wing and became a real true friend, a creative artist friend too. The first like real artist friend that I had ever in my life. And, but he was addicted to pain, to painkillers, but he, he had, he had, he had recovered and quit um, since I had known him and for a year or two after I'd known him, but then he relapsed and I had never seen someone on a drug like this and i had i came and saw him in his bronx apartment and i'm like what the hell is happening <laughs> and it was disturbing enough to write a song about it okay. fast forward fast forward 10 years i have my own addiction problems which i've i've been i've gotten through but mm-hmm. through that i'm like oh my god this song applies to me <laughs> and <laughs> with all of the addiction that happens in the entertainment industry and especially now that Drugs and alcohol are glamorized like they never have been before in the mainstream. Mm-hmm. I feel like that song is a good one to come out with um, as one of my like re debuts. Okay. And that's where we are Excellent. today. To today. Wonderful. Thank you. So, what a journey! Uh, pretty amazing, wonderful one to be honest, because Thank it you. is the uh, is you welcome the inspiring. Um, story of a struggling artist, right? We hear this story constantly and have for some time who is in fact making it and and why. It's very difficult and I know that for a fact. And um, New York is awesome. I, I When I was there, it was like renovated. <laughs> but um, when I was when there was a that? long time ago, that, uh, 2011, oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yep. I went from there to Hawaii, and so it wasn't. It was just like a makeover. Like, what happened in New York City? Where's all the right. trash at? You know, right? Um, <laughs> well, Bloomberg yeah. came and cleaned it up, but he cleaned it up right? too much. 
Exactly. It was like a different place. Like, what happened? But anyway, because the art, you want to have that experience, you know, that you see in the 80s. I mean, I I was such a massive fan of Warhol and yes. all of the, right? And then all the different talent, whether it was an artist, a model, a singer, you know, like Madonna, Blondie, you name it, right? And then you go there and you're like, what happened in New York? So anyway, uh, but anyway, I just loved talking to you, and thank you so very much for telling your story today. I love your song, 30. I kept listening to it over and over again. Oh, and, um, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. And um, that's, uh, that's really that's it for our, our wonderful interview. But I also want to ask, how do you pronounce your last name? I was trying to ask you before <laughs> we... <laughs> Before we had our uh, interview time, but it, we couldn't get our connection, you know. But how do you pronounce it? Is it just like, is it, I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you. you. Yeah, it's Chad Lewine. Lewine, just the way it looks. Lewine, okay. yep. Lewine, okay. See, in French, wouldn't that be the wine or no? <laughs> well, right. I mean, it, yeah, but it's Jewish, so who knows where okay. that came from. I mean, it's a twist on Levine, Levine, Lewine, Lewine. But there's yeah. not many Lewines. Lewine. I love it. Okay. So thank you, Chad, so much. And then um, I did add a part of your bio in the description. I don't know if you had a chance to read it yet. And then also I left your link to your uh, website as well for Wonderful. the audience. Um, and then I'm trying to think, was there anything else? I think that was... I think that's just about it for now. Oh, I'm sorry. And then the episode is released today, so right after we record. And uh, once it's officially up on the website, which is coffeechatwithcamille.com, um, then I'll send you over the link so you can hear our interview or post it wherever you like. Okay? Uh, yeah, and I want to thank you. And I want to thank you again so much. You're amazing. Thank you. You're welcome, and thank and you I, for having me on. Pleasure. Bye for now. Bye for now. <laughs> Hi, everybody. So that's it. That's our wonderful chat. Lewine, I love his last name. It is amazing. He was a wonderful, wonderful guest. And please read his bio, support him in his endeavor to, um, as he's being an, an artist here. All our artists need a lot of support. Okay, I just want everyone to know that. Um, and I'm going to have on a publicist, and I do have on a lot of singer-songwriters who are in the business, and I will reach out to them to see if they can um, listen to this episode and support Chad. Okay, so if, if and then look at all the causes that he is also invested in. So at any rate, what we want to do is lift each other up, right? And look out for one another, especially for our creatives out there that are trying. All right. So thank you guys so much. I don't want to preach and preach and preach, but I, I love my artists out here in the world trying to make it and are doing great things for themselves and in particular for others. So again, music industry with singer songwriter, Chad Lewine. Please take the time to go to his website, okay? And the um, the website link is inside of um, our description. And also, I'm so sorry, listen to Chad's music. 
Chad LeWine's music on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. All right. I love it, Psalm 35. I was just sitting there bobbing to it. I can't wait to learn the lyrics. And um, <laughs> thank, you, thank you guys so much for listening again. All right. Bye for now.